Guess who's back? Back again. Casey's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Good evening to all the squaddies across the land. Life is back to normal. The world is realigned because Super Kev, Super Kevin Campbell is here. <laughs> Have you missed us as much as we've all missed you? That is the big question. Well, I've missed you, obviously, because we've been doing so much work, haven't we, over all these times? <laughs> but last week was a, was a really busy week, as you know. There was a lot going on and it, it exploded, didn't it? Let's be honest. Um, it really did. And I'm interested. Obviously, I, I see the shows, etc. But I'm interested to be on with you now <laughs> to see what's flying about with the squaddy boys and girls. <laughs> Let me tell you, they've all been misbehaving. It, oh, they've no. all been bad asses. Um, we've, we've, hey, Andrew from Mississippi. Nice one. Um, well done. That's how we start the show off. We also have a new one now, Kev. If you hate Cronky, hit the like button. We've, well, we've, well, it <laughs> should be everybody then, shouldn't it? Let's be <laughs> <Yeah>. honest. <laughs> Um, everyone has missed you, Kev. Everyone has oh, missed I've you missed, I've missed so them. much. We're, yeah, broke the neck. Broke it. I'll come. You know it. Broke the neck. <laughs> Newman's been terrible, by the has way. He? Yeah, he's been terribly behaved. <laughs> Matt, said, we've been chucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, Newman. Ty, Matty K, Keith, Nadine's always very well behaved, I have to say. As, Ames, you, as Ames and Bernard, that been still Ames turned. and uh, Classy as always, Ames Moderators. and Moderators. Absolutely, absolutely. Wes Bird, of course, uh, all the gang, they're all here. Um, Demsec, thanks for joining us, everybody. Kev is back. It's Monday Madness. There's, uh, there's going to be – now, ordinarily today – I would get stuck in with Kev on the news, like the big news, like Balogun's contract finally being signed, ESR contract being extended, the rumours about us now entertaining offers for Enketia. I think the game against the Sticky Toffees was evident that he's not going to cut it as that answer up front, but I'm going to get to Kev about that. But we're going to do a special show at the Spotify thing and all that. But I had already planned a show for tomorrow which is a roundtable with some key Arsenal podcasters and informers. And uh, I was, um, I'm going to save it for then um, because what we're talking about is you're the owner of Arsenal Football Club. What are you going to do? I've given everyone a budget. Uh, we're looking at who to buy, loan, sell, who's going to be manager. So you guys will look forward to that tomorrow. So I'm saving all of that before you all want to talk about that. It's going to be tomorrow's show and it's called I Spotify with my little eye. Um, so we're going to do that tomorrow. And Kev's going to be involved in that as well. Okay. Uh, so today I want to get a little bit of Kev's take because he wasn't here last week. And there's so many big stories. I saw the Daily Mail picked up on all your Friday night football stuff, Kev, and got stuck into that. So here we go with Monday Madness. I do want to start at the very top. You were covering the game for Sky Sports. We lost to Everton. It was one of those awful results. Uh, they broke all the records. Everton hadn't beaten us at home for how many years? They'd never done the double over us for how many years? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just seems like we've broken all of our best and worst records this season. So I wanted you to give me your take on the loss, what you saw um, from the game. Uh, we can't blame VAR for everything. Leno obviously had a horror show. You can't legislate for that. Give us your take on the loss to Everton first. Point number one: this Monday madness. Uh, it was it was a it was a lackluster performance. You know, both both teams weren't weren't great. If we're honest, um, up until the last third, we played some decent stuff here and there, but cutting edge. We don't have the cutting edge, and when you don't have the cutting edge, teams like Everton can get you because one thing they are they defend properly so mm -hmm. that's what they do they defend properly and they defended properly and you know that was a typical nil nil game both teams get a point and you, you you go about your business but we can't even we can't even do that because we've questioned the goalkeeper at times um saying that he's not top class 
And you don't even need to be top class to stop that. Let's be honest. You know, that's that's a it's an embarrassing goal, but it's it actually sums up our week. It summed up our week. Obviously, the protests and all that I'm sure we'll get to, but you know, it just sums it sums up where the club's at at the moment. And that's why I think a lot of people have have, have lost not not interest, but lost a bit of heart for mm -hmm. Arsenal because the way things come out, the disregard for the fans, and then the performances have been nowhere near anything like we've been used to so you know it's uh it, it's a tough one to take to be honest so kev do you remember i i reminded everyone on twitter as well we had a show where we were talking we've done it almost in quarters of this season where mm -hmm. you and i have looked at the team and assessed it based on the time we're in uh, but then trying to look ahead a little bit which mm -hmm. is why i'm excited for tomorrow's show as well which by the way we're going to be joined by harry simiu dan uh potty pots mm -hmm from same old Arsenal and also um, Tom from Guna Talk TV. So you're nice not going to want to miss that. That's a great nice cast one. and a great lineup. They're doing their homework tonight. It's going to be fire tonight. Yeah. <laughs> fire tonight and it's an explosion tomorrow. I could explosion tomorrow for sure. Um, Kev, we talked about how we, you were talking about the Atletico goalkeeper, Right. And you were talking about how he's the best you feel he's the best in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Donnarumma mm -hmm. and some people gave us a hard time for maybe trying to oust Leno. But the truth is, Kev, he's just not that commanding. We'll get more into it tomorrow night. But I just right now, he's, he just doesn't seem to be as commanding as other goalkeepers. You know, and, and I don't know if you feel like it's because Arteta's chopping and changing that back line. Nothing Can to you... do with that, my dear. Nothing whatsoever to do with that. Your goalkeeper is a specialist position and you've got to do your job. We've said it all along. When you cross that white line, you've got to do your job. The, the, the problem is he beat out Martinez for the number one spot, which is fair enough. It's, yeah. either, it's either or, because it could have gone the other way. We've seen Martinez make mistakes as well this season. So that mm -hmm. could have been at Arsenal and then people would have been saying, oh, we should have kept... You know how this thing works. The bottom line is, the bottom line is this, Sophie. Both of the goalkeepers are decent goalkeepers, but they're not world-class. And until you start... You need... If, if you're going to do anything, you need a world-class striker and a world-class goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. That's what you need. Once you got that, then you've got nice, a platform. You talk about the spine. You've, you've got places now. You've got a central midfielder. We've said a centre-half and a central midfielder. We've missed, we've missed, we've missed. But when you do start filling these areas, Sophie, mm -hmm. it shines the light on the weaker spots. Mm -hmm. And you always see it. Now we see right back is, a, is kind of a problem position. With no Tierney at left back, it's kind of a problem position. We're having to play Xhaka there. That's how we got exposed the other night. But it still was down to the goalkeeper. You know, a partner in the midfield. That type of thing. It, the light shines. But when you look at the goalkeeper, he's made too many mistakes. So I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you... Uh, and I wanted to save it for tonight because remember uh, last week I was saying, not like the week before with putting square pegs in round holes and eventually playing Jacker at left back is going to catch up with us because you can do it for certain games. But then there's that arrogance that I said and we talked about previously with Arteta trying it over and over. It almost backfired on Pep against didn't backfire in the Carling Cup. They just needed to score. But we've seen Pep do that before. And obviously Arteta has learned a lot from Pep. But he did get exposed for that cross. There's no doubt about it. But you're right. The goalkeeper has to make that rudimentary save. So, Sophie, look. what we're so, what, so let me just ask a question. Because I mm -hmm. want to make sure it's clear what you're saying. Are you saying because Granite Jack is there at left back filling in, is that we're a bit weaker? No. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally. If, yeah, because if we don't have him there and we have him in the midfield, it does that make us a bit stronger with Cedric there? Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, so I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get that clear. Because in this, playing, in, yeah, in this, in this instance, a hundred percent against Everton Football Club, who are not 
um, Slavia Prague, who are not Sheffield United, who, despite the fact they've had their struggles too, are much better organised and have more talent, I would mm-hmm. say, especially with a coach like Ancelotti. 100% you read my mind. I would have played Cedric there. I would have kept Chambers at right back and I would have played Xhaka in the middle of the park. In the middle of the park, right. Yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure everybody, because people in the chat might not understand what you mean. Yes, I yes. just wanted to get that right. Okay. So he went to the well again with uh-huh. Xhaka at left back. Yes. Xhaka got exposed once in the yes. whole game. But <laughs> it was... No, he got exposed, got beaten over yep. the top, got back, got beaten by Richarlison, and, and Richarlison got the crossing. But let's be honest, self. The goalkeeper. You cannot you cannot legislate for that. You know, you cannot legislate for that. It's it's for me. It's it's worse when you see the goalkeeper make that. I don't mind if Richarlison beats Xhaka once and puts it in the top corner. But you see, I agree with Ryan here. I think Richarlison had Xhaka in his back pocket for that most of that game. Well, he didn't because I watched the game just like anybody else because I was covering it. And we had most of the possession. That was the one time Richarlison got free. The one time he got free clear. I think we we see it that way because they scored from it. But I think there were moments where Xhaka was more exposed in this game than he was against Slavia Prague and against um, Sheffield United. And I just see... Because the opposition, but what I'm saying is he didn't get... You say exposed. I understand. He didn't didn't get beaten to where somebody beats him and gets to the byline and puts a good cross. No, it wasn't like that. And even though Richarlison beat him, I mean, there's no way you'd expected him to just pick the ball up, the goalkeeper. A hundred percent. And I've just seen, like, after ripping him last week, PG just made a comment in in uh, in chat saying, "Well, goalkeepers make mistakes. Stop it." No, ah. goalkeepers do make mistakes, but when it kick, yeah, players make mistakes, goalkeepers make mistakes, everybody makes mistakes, but when it's recurring, yes, that's the problem. That's the difference. The top goalkeepers might make a mistake and you don't see a mistake out of them for another four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve weeks. If yes. that or more. We've, yes. seen, we've seen mistake after mistake from Leno. And Kev, since that five goal, five game clean sheet, it's been downhill since then. I mean, it's really been downhill since then. You can see his confidence is shot. There's rumors mm. about whether or not he wants to entertain offers himself to move away from Arsenal. This summer, um, I want to. I'm going to ask is, you. Is this, the badge is the badge too heavy for him? I think it's become. I think for some players this season, it's been glaring in terms of who it weighs on versus who thrives on it and who wants to improve around it. Would you that agree with a, that? Kate? That is a great spot and a great shout, Sophie. We often talk about being on the outside of the club, watching Arsenal, thinking I could do a job there. But when you're on the inside, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. The pressure is totally different. And mm-hmm. we might not be where we want to be, but you know what? Arsenal are still a huge, huge club. And it comes with pressure. Mm-hmm. Because all you need to do is look around that stadium, look at all the old teams. You've got a lot to live up to. Yes. You Especially now. A, yeah, you've got so much to live up to. And at the end of the day, these players are not doing it. And and the and the and the problem is is that there's more of a microscope on Arsenal right now for so many reasons. And and I think everyone's feeling it. The manager's feeling it. The players are feeling it. Um, you know, we're going into probably Kev our most important game in the last I don't know ten years. I know oh. we say that a lot on this show, and we've said it's such an important game. This is the most important game, but this. But it is. But it is. But Isn't it really it? is. It really is. And I, I, I covered them against Barcelona yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I, that's on my list. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I want to get. Okay. I'm going to get to that okay. um, because I also I wanted to ask you about Unai Simon or Simone, however you pronounce it, from Bilbao. But I might save that for tomorrow. But just in a quick twenty second nutshell, because we're talking about Leno and a couple of people mentioned him in the chat. Have you been impressed with him this season? 
the goalkeeper for Bilbao? You've watched more La Liga yeah, than well, anyone I've in watched, the room. I've, I've, I've watched him a few times. I can't say I've been uh, watching him all the time because normally we watch the we watch uh, Real Madrid Barcelona with a bit of Atletico chucked in. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they've played Bilbao, etc. And and he's a good keeper. But is he the? He's not an Oblak. He's not a Courtois. He's not to Stegen. But mm -hmm. can he get there? Possibly he can, you know. But okay. again, what do, what do we do? Do you go out and get the ready-made article now? Or do you buy someone who's going to go through growing pains? Because that's what, because when you look at Leno, Leno's still young. He is. For a goalkeeper. And do you know would I mean? argue, Kev, that he's not reached that maturation phase yet. Uh, and, and that's... And that's why I tread carefully mm -hmm. with it because I understand for goalkeepers, they, you know, they mature a little bit later. Yeah. Because their career is longer. But, but we need someone in the net who we can rely on week in, week out, game in, game out. But Kev, do you, he, I don't think he's the type of character or personality um, that is going to want to sit and be second to anybody. He wants no, he, to. Yeah. Well, yeah. we saw that with Martinez, didn't we? Yeah. Martinez didn't want to sit there, and Leno definitely didn't want to sit there. Both of them think they're number ones, and a decision had to be made. Yeah. And you could and you could argue whether it was the right decision or wrong decision. A decision had to be made. One had to be classed as a number one. He picked Leno. And let's be honest, we've seen Leno produce some good saves, but we've also seen him produce some awful rickets. Yeah, but I think it's a very similar story for Leno and Aubameyang. Two seasons prior, both have saved us so many times. Both come up trumps in, in games when we needed them. Aubameyang's goals, Leno saves. This season, the honest truth is they've both. just not been great. Both. And it's and it's cost us greatly. Uh, uh, do you know what, So uh, Again... I said it on, on Friday Night Football, mm -hmm. that when you take a, take away the extra eight to ten goals that Aubameyang would score, but you also take away the saves from Leno, we are challenging. Not saying we're going to get top four, but we are challenging for Europe. But that's why we're languishing, because we've said it too many times, but I'll always say it again. Because the kids have carried us, Mm -hmm. The experienced players haven't done their part. Yeah. Uh, MK here and a few others want you to uh, lead the scouting efforts now for the Arsenal, Kev, um, in La Liga and other leagues as well. Um, everyone well, enjoy. Got, uh, well, as, <laughs> as you mentioned, my dear, about tomorrow, <laughs> one's just come into my head, a problem position for Arsenal. Okay, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I've, uh, I've got one that not many people will know. Awesome. I hope the others are going to come ready and prepared. Right, Kev, I'm going to get you on to the next subject. You touched on it. Uh, we've got a massive game on Thursday. We're definitely going to get more in-depth on Wednesday ahead of the game, you guys. Um, so do not fear. But I did want to throw this out because Kev and I were WhatsApping yesterday. He was covering the Villarreal-Barcelona match. We were talking about Villarreal's defence. Kev, if they play like they did yesterday, are we in with a shout? Oh my God! I'm telling you now, if if they play like they did yesterday, especially in the first half, and I, I, I know it's Arsenal we're talking about, but even not, we, even we could be out of sight. I'm telling you, because it's not just it's not just you know Messi and Griezmann and all those great players. Of course, you're you're talking about organize. Were they badly organized? Were they just getting exposed left, right, and center? Was it Messi's? I didn't see the game, so help me understand what you saw from from that I, back line. What, here's what I saw. Do you remember when Una Emery managed Arsenal and <laughs> one ball one ball could beat us? And listen, Una Emery done a good job. He did do a good job. I would never take that away from him. He'd done a good job. It was just the internal workers of that dressing room that got him the sack. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But there were times where we were getting exposed and it was like, we shouldn't be this exposed. And then we each adjusted in the second half and made things tighter. Exactly that happened yesterday. I mean, after time, 
you could drive a bus through the center of the pitch or you can play balls over the top or through them and the striker was clean through on goal and it was like it's not once it happened a few times this so is you say to yourself whoa if our forwards and we've got speed up front if our boys time their runs they actually they don't even need to time it as long as you make sure you're on side you are clear through on goal Kev, remember when we were talking when we beat Liverpool twice, um, Community Shield and then in the league and mm -hmm. that over-the-top ball from Tierney to Oba? And I was saying to you, where is that? Where's that plan B? Where's that gone? And I, this is why I don't think Xhaka can play left-back on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I Trust me, there is no way Xhaka is playing left-back against you, crazy. No uh, chance. Okay. Ooh, I no. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I, I think that's a, a kind of a suicide mission, football suicide, if uh, if he does that. And I'm not, I, I hope that he doesn't. And I want to get stuck into that more on Wednesday with you, but just wanted to throw that out there um, in terms of, I mean, I mean, we'll get into the team stuff on Wednesday, but you've got to, if, if it's Cedric, if it's Saka, it, Chambers on the right, you, you just can't start Xhaka there. Well, let's put it this way: if if he does play Jacker there, you're gonna you're gonna have to have speed beside him because mm -hmm. Chukwueze is a flying machine. He scored the goal against Barcelona yesterday. They lost two one. He scored the goal, made a run through, and you know Jordi Alba couldn't even keep up with him. <laughs> Left him, went through, drew the keeper, went round the keeper in one movement. Bam, bam, goal. He's a very good player, very dangerous. And he's very quick. Now, yeah. the one thing Jacka lacks is pace. Mm -hmm. So if that was to be the team and Jacka was to play there, I wouldn't like to see Jacka there. I think we need him in midfield in this yeah, one. Yeah, totally. But but if if Arteta wanted to play him there, you're gonna need speed with him. Yeah. Because this Chukwese is, is serious. Is he one of your I'm not gonna say, is he one of your players? Uh, no, no, he's not, no, necessarily. He's, he's not, okay. not necessarily. I'm not giving my team away. Okay. All right, cool. All right. I like that. Not giving the game away. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Highbury Squad. Super Kev is back. It's Monday Madness, everyone. A few of you asking about Balogun and ESR contract. We're doing that in tomorrow's show. It's going to be a purely um, rebuilding the team show. Um, everyone has been given assignments. We're going to be joined by Harry Simeu, Tom from the Guna Talk and Dan Potts from same old Arsenal and Super Kev, of course. They have their budget. They have their tasks. We're going to come to you with that tomorrow. Uh, I want to get your take as well, Kev, because you covered the Everton game. You watched Villarreal versus Barcelona yesterday. Just want to swing back real quick and ask you about the protests. Um, we haven't had a chance to talk about that. Wondered what your thoughts were. To me, I don't know if I'm seeing this wrong, but feels like Arsenal and Chelsea did more than any of the other fan groups when it came to the protests. But what did you think of the protests, Kev? Well, I thought the protests were valid. I, I, I liked it. Um, the fans showing their displeasure. Because let's be honest, the fans were disregarded in this decision. Mm -hmm. you know, I could look at things on both sides. Of course I can, because sometimes that's what you have to do, you know, as a, as a pundit. But as a fan, this was total disregard for the fan base. You know, the fans never even, not that the fans were con consulted, but they were just disregarded like they're nothing. And that's, that's so irresponsible of the people and custodians of the football club who claim that the fans mean a lot. This was just, a, this was just, this was just greed. That's all it was. It was greed. Mm -hmm. And what I can say is it was a shot across the bowels of UEFA. Yes. But, you know, fans ain't going to stand for that. They're not going to have it. And it was and it was right. It was right. Listen, Kroenke's got form. So mm -hmm. he's got form of not being, having feelings for the football club the way the fans want it. Mm -hmm. He's not an Arsenal fan. And, you know, the fans have been, been with him for quite a while now. Let's be honest. They've suffered him. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. So everyone said, no, sod this. We're going to have to get this guy out. 
and the, the protests, as I said, was were were pretty valid. And you know, the people in in Arsenal at the top who make these decisions kind of left the players, hung the players out to dry a little bit, if you ask me. Because and, and the managers, right, Kev? Well, it's disregard for the manager, the players at all these mm-hmm. clubs. Because mm-hmm. in the end, they're the ones who have to pick up the pieces and they know nothing about it. Yeah. You know, um, were you surprised, Kev, by the speed of which the collapse happened after the fans across all of the various leagues, countries got involved and made their voices heard? Were you surprised that they caved as quickly as they did? No, no, I weren't surprised at all. Mm-hmm. I, 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 tell, I tell you this, Sophie, and some people might not like what I'm going to say. I think it was planned. Tell me what you mean by that. Here's what I mean. When the, when the, when the, champ, when the first division transitioned mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. Premier League, could you imagine the Premier League, just think about this for a second, saying there's going to be a league of 22 teams, but we've only got 14 teams in at the moment. Could, I, could you imagine? So just like you did with me earlier with Xhaka and Leno, let me get this right. What you're yeah. saying is that this was planned because the bigger plan is yet to come to, to materialize. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Is that what you're that, saying? Here? That's what I that's what I'm saying and that's what I believe because when when listen, these organizers we're talking about guys who are multi-billionaires and mm-hmm. uh, and organizations that create billions and billions hundreds of billions and they come out half cocked with a 14-team sign-up of a 20-team league. Don't, they don't make mistakes, Sophie, at that level. You've been around these big organisations. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do anything, they're going to do it for a reason. And JP Morgan Chase isn't involved unless there's something bigger at stake here. You, you you don't have an uh a, you don't a mention beat. that name yeah. unless you're serious right so kev let me ask you this because there's there's been some finger pointing and in a league that you've been covering all season mr florentino perez seems to be the one that is not giving up on any of this and maybe maybe that's his role and the role he's playing especially since barcelona and real madrid probably need this more than any of the clubs that um that are involved do you really believe for a second that chelsea and city and what arsenal said that they jumped in at the 11th hour when jp morgan chase is involved and you've got seven to eight billion on the line no one's jumping in at the last minute are they kev come on do they think we're stupid yeah they do (laughs) they do they think we're stupid no sophie seriously they think we're stupid and i understand when they say about oh missing out you know, we're not going to miss out. At the end of the day, look, for a fan, the football clubs is a love, it's a love affair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we hate them sometimes and we've hated them this season a lot of the time. But if you look at it, Sophie, we've jumped on the ship of it's a business. Mm-hmm. The business of Arsenal Football Club is about money. Yeah, it's it's the fan. The fan has had to just watch what's going on from the ship. Mm-hmm. Can't do nothing. Can't turn the ship around. Can't you? You might moan. You could protest, but at the end of the day, money talks. Bullshit runs marathons, right? These clubs, Real Madrid especially, they realize that the winner of the Champions League gets around about what the team who finishes bottom in the Premier League gets. Isn't that crazy? Right? So how do you think they think? They're thinking, hold on a minute. Something isn't right here. And then you look at the the generation of, of, of money that the Champions League has, but the winners only get a certain amount and it's not... As far as they're concerned, the distribution 
isn't fair enough. So what do they do, Sophie? All of a sudden, mm -hmm. across the bowels of UEFA comes this European Super League. Hi, Vinny. <laughs> Kevin's saying hi, Vinny. <laughs> European Super League, half cocked with 14 teams out of 20 to test the water. So, so Kev, let me just rewind to something you said there. Is this more of a play to get what they want out of the Champions League 2 now? Go back to yeah. UEFA? Yeah. It's, it's never been about domestic. It's never been about domestic. And the reason why it's, it feels like it's domestic is because the mm. Premier League throw their toys out the pram, saying... If you do that, we, we'll ban you from we'll ban you from the league. Arsenal never ever said they want, don't want to play in the Premier League. It was the Premier League who said we'll kick you out. Right. So, Kev, can I ask you how you feel about that as a player? Because I saved all of this for tonight because I was so looking forward to having this conversation with you as a player. Let's just say, you know, um, this is happening. You're watching it all unfold. And then mm. you get UEFA, who, by the way, should not crown themselves in any glory of purity. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Uh, or the Premier League, by the way, because they've uh, done the same thing to the Football League. Exa exactly. It's, it's such a joke. We talked about the hypocrisy last week. It's unbelievable, yeah. um, the hypocrisy. But as a player, if, they, if UEFA, of all the entities and organisations, turn around and say... If you're a player and you play in this league, you will never be able to play for your country. You will never be able to play in the World Cup. You won't be able to do this, this, and this. What? Well, what? UEFA couldn't do that. So, uh -huh. so you're, what you're saying is FIFA. FIFA, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, FIFA is national. Yeah, yeah. UEFA is, yes, is yes, club, yes. right? So... I just want to rag on UEFA as much as I yeah, can. It's yeah, I know. Don't bastards. worry. We're, we're going to get to UEFA. Don't worry about that. So... As, as a player, obviously, you think to yourself, hold on a minute. Because remember, it's just got put on the player's toes. But patriotism is, is, is very important to players. They want to play for their national teams. But bottom line is, Sophie, they're employees of the football club. So yeah. what has to happen is you've got to take legal advice. Because wh whichever way you look at it, you, you're not going to go and say, I, I want out because you're an employee. That's going to bring even more problems. Law, with lawsuit but what you have to do you have to actually find out how the land lies can FIFA actually do that can UEFA influence FIFA to ban players mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think they can because you got to remember it comes from the very top all this greed mm -hmm. so when teams feel that they're not getting a fair crack of the whip. And remember, we're talking about some of the biggest clubs on the planet here, so. Mm -hmm. And they're finding out to win the prestigious Champions League, we get what the bottom club in the Premier League get. It's, hold on a minute. It's, it's, when you think about that, you go, hold on, they've got a point there. This Champions League should be held in such high esteem. What the bottom club in the Premier League are just like that, yeah? We're sweet. And these teams fighting it out for the Champions League don't get anything near it. So, again, this is, for, this is to revamp. They, want, they wanted to strike a bow across UEFA. UEFA, because UEFA had their plans of how they're going to restructure it and, and bring more teams in. More teams, more teams don't matter. Because mm -hmm. the big teams worry about what is the prize money? What are we guaranteed? Because you know what, so a lot of these big clubs, remember, they've had the Gal Galactico policy and all this. Mm -hmm. It costs a lot of money. Their brand is Galactico. Barcelona has brilliant players. We know that. They buy quality players. They're in debt. They're in such debt, Kev. They need debt. The Italian teams, they're in debt. The only ones who really are in a good place are the Premier League teams. So when these guys say, look, this is what we're doing and he guaranteed 250, of course the British team don't want to miss out, but it's the way it was done, So, Yeah. 
It's the way it was done. It was the way it was announced. It was almost done like um, planned. It's he planned. When you, you know, I, I want people to think about it. Even when you finish this pod, just think about how these things broke. Because Sophie, let's be really honest here. If you're going to announce a new league, one, you have to have all the teams in the league. And two, you could do it at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Why would you break it now? Why did they break it now? Kev? Because it was planned. Slap to UEFA. A big slap across UEFA's face. Because they knew UEFA were coming with the change in the ear in the in their in the Champions in their League format. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me ask you this then. We saw um Edward Wood resign. We saw Andrea Arnelli, uh, who owns Juventus but as president, he left his position. Do you think there should heads should roll at Arsenal? Can you see Vanai? I think it's past that time now. I think that would have happened last week. What, what do you think of the Arsenal hierarchy and and, and uh, them still being around? Yeah, listen, uh, uh, we could talk about Vinay and all these guys, but it's not Vinay. He's not a decision maker. Mm -hmm. The decision maker is the owner. It's down to the owner and the owners. You mm -hmm. can't fire them. Do you think that Josh cares more than Stan or do you think that Apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Because if you look at the US sports, a lot of people, and I went at them a little bit here, is that Josh cares about the Colorado Avalanche and he cares about the Denver Nuggets. You know, the Denver Nuggets have done a lot better in the last two or three seasons. Mm -hmm. The Avalanche, you know, of course, they're a storied franchise. They've won, um, you know, uh, Stanley Cup. They've gone through some barren years. Um, Colorado Rapids have won despite the Cronkies. Do you believe that Josh cares more than Stan or or the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Kev? Well, I, I, when you mention care, is it more, he's more interested because it's on his toes. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's been given the reins to, to look after these things. That's it. So he's got more of an interest in it because it's on his toes. Stan Kroenke, his business is sports clubs and franchises. That's his business, mm -hmm. and that's what he does. He don't. He doesn't give a He doesn't give a monkeys about what's going on. Hey, listen, yeah. we've invested over there. We've got this one. We've got that one. We've got that one. You know, that's all port, part of his portfolio. Son, yeah. you go and look after this, that, and you look after Arsenal for me. So he he's, he should be more interested. Yeah, uh, this is what I was trying to explain to folks here. And um, I, I I do the odd segment on Dan Patrick's show, 30 Good Soccer Seconds. And, you know, um, McLovin, who's a sports, sports illustrated writer as well, he was talking about how if Kroenke doesn't care about his teams here, because he's considered one of the most apathetic owners in American sports, mm -hmm. why would he care about some soccer team in Europe, right? Um the Rams, he moved them from St. Louis to California. Some people say, well, the Rams just came back home and he did, you know, what he had to do. But if you talk to people in that city, they will tell you that he decimated local businesses. He decimated so much. I mean, he left a, 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 a fire, a, a well, shitstorm. Well, well, it's a, he left. What he left is a crater. Even better. A, a, it's a crater. It is a huge crater of nothingness for mm. locals because everything revolved around the NFL season. Yep. You know, and, and I don't think people over here quite understand what an NFL franchise does for the whole community. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it's huge. And the players and the money filters down because the players take, take, um, a part in the community. It's, it's, it's absolutely huge what happens. So when you take that franchise and you move it out of an area to another state, well, what the yeah. local what have the local businesses got when they relied so heavily on on that that you know that 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 NFL money? So yeah. and and this too from MK took taxpayer money from St. Louis and uh, to build a stadium and then left them with nothing. I mean, this is and look, we're going to get more into this tomorrow night, Kev, but. 
just in a nutshell real quick because I don't want to I don't want to say too much before tomorrow's show but he's not selling he's, no he's not selling. selling you gotta be crazy and you can roll out Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkamp, and Vieira all you like you there's you haven't got it done if Usmanov couldn't get it off him yeah that Mr Eck is not going to get it off him yeah and uh you know, I just want to say that if any type of takeover did happen, Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira could never be managers because they're just not good enough. Brilliant players, but I'm sorry, not proven as managers yet. Vieira a little bit more, but Thierry's been a disaster. He's been a bit Gary Neville, let's just say that. A bit Tony Adams on the managerial front. Right, uh, 40 minutes in. I've got a couple more here uh, on Man Monday Madness. Super Kev is back. Doesn't everything feel right again in the world, you guys, that Super Kev is back? Does for me. Um, Kev, I want to get uh, your opinion on this one. You um, you were at the game. Uh, you covered the game mm -hmm. on Friday. want to get back to a little bit of football mm -hmm. here with you. Does Arteta yell too many instructions from the sideline? I've heard a couple of journalists talk about this and I was talking to someone and one of the biggest fears is that obviously once crowds come back and stuff like that, you could say it hasn't helped much, but is he overly loading the players with directions during the game? Football London also wrote an article. Was it Football London or someone wrote an article? Don't quote me on that. About how he was yelling at Nketia a lot during that match which by the way we would have all been yelling at Nketiah during that match but as a player do you feel like he's doing is that overblown a little bit in terms of his uh, I, I think I think he, I, 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 listen he's always done it so it's not as if he's just started doing it now but he's been doing it since lockdown of course because he can yeah but but that's some managers do that some managers mm. don't and and here's the crazy thing when managers don't do it it shows people say oh you know they're not showing the passion <laughs> you're on the sideline you know at least at least the other managers up and his clop is talking he's doing this he's doing that no but you can't for me you can never give enough instruction because the manager's got to say what he sees and sometimes eddie and ketty is going to need it because He's going to need the instruction because he doesn't hardly play. Mm. So journalists, I can understand them saying that because normally they wouldn't hear it. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a problem. I mean, you should have heard George Graham on the sideline. It was him and Theo and Stuart Houston at time. We were non-stop, honestly, non-stop. Were they? Yeah, they were non-stop. Always speaking to somebody. Get, tell him to do this. And, but because there's no fans there. You, you could hear the manager speaking quite a lot, but do they actually know the instructions that he's giving? It, you know, sometimes these things, but sometimes you take it on board, sometimes you don't. But that's all mm -hmm. part of being a player. So you don't think with this particular team that maybe does or doesn't digest information easily, are already suffering confidence-wise? <laughs> so... <laughs> trying to goad you into saying no, something here. No, 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 no. You know, <laughs> Sophie, one thing you definitely don't do is try to goad me. No, I but know. One thing I will tell you is this, and I've said it so many times. They do the work on the training ground. Mm -hmm. If the players could follow the instruction, he wouldn't have to do it. Like, like armchair here, Kev, can you hear the instructions when it's a full house? Because, you know, uh, sometimes uh, even some commentators say, I, I don't know why Lee Dixon does it a lot, like when there's pack, when it was packed. Because I don't know why he's doing that. No one's listening to him. No one can see, like, Dicko's kind yeah. of, you know, having a laugh about it a little bit too. But what, Well, what tends to happen is the manager – It's remember, sometimes it's just for the manager to feel <laughs> – I've seen it. Do you understand? I've seen it, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. And, you know, you might be on the other side of the pit. Sophie, don't go so far. To... <laughs> but you, you're never going to hear it. Even with nobody in the stadium, so you're still not going to hear it. But I think it's for the manager that I've seen that, so I'm going to say it, as opposed to mm. some managers just sit back and chill out. Yeah. But some managers have to say it. 
and he's one of those managers who has to say it. But... Yeah, it's hilarious. Because a lot of the folks as well, um, squaddies, are talking about the water breaks because they really helped us actually, didn't they, in Project Restart? It seemed when he was able to kind of get to the players more, you know, one-on-one in the huddle and, and stuff like that. I was and, just... and, and maybe refocus them. Yes. You know, maybe refocus them. But that's what I'm saying to you is, Soph, if the water breaks helped us, refocus that's damning for the players that yeah. really is damning for the players really damning because that means they can't concentrate for the full duration of the games mm -hmm. which so, we know is 100 percent true because just exactly. look at our premier league record exactly man i can't wait for the days where we have mentally engaged players for like 90 plus minutes over you know 38 games 38 or 36 over a over a lot of games in the league i mean i miss those days kev we just can't do it we haven't been able to do it for years Sophie, what dempsey says i hear players say they can still hear the manager yeah, you might be able to hear him, but you can't hear what he's saying. That's the difference. <laughs> you hear a voice, but you don't know what he's saying. Yeah. Um, people want to know if you're wearing Spotify headphones. Very funny, you guys. Very funny. <laughs> hey, I've heard the price of Spotify's gone up anyway. That's what I've heard. Today. I mean, it's genius from the owner of Spotify. Come on, you guys. I mean, you know, PR exercises, ad value, ads brand equity. He's going to be able to float that puppy. I don't think he's floated it yet, right? Um, if I correct me if I'm wrong. So, um, so <laughs> it's just do reckon, crazy. Do you reckon he's got enough money? No, he he's going to have enough. to sell it. He, no, he doesn't. No. Do you reckon he's got enough money to buy Arsenal? No, no chance. No, he'd have to give up his four billion period if he wants to be the sole owner. By the way, but Arsenal Football Club. I heard someone these numbers being banded around like one point three billion. Are people mad? Like that is no. That is not going to be the going price of Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> what is it? A, 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 what is it? A real big discount? You gotta be crazy, man! Is that fifty percent off or seventy-five oh, percent off? I don't no, know. No, no chance. Yeah, and yes, uh, he would. Money. He would get financing. Um, I can't remember who wrote that. Someone, uh, Martin. Yes, of course he would. But they never use their own money. Let me tell you, Cronky can bury him with his money because he's and, got his, his own wife. money and his wife's. And his wife, forget about it. Cronky's a pauper compared just to wifey's family. Just mention the surname. The, fa yeah. the family name. Walmart. That, Walmart. <laughs> that says it all. Yeah, exactly. All right, here we are. Uh, just a couple more here for Kev. Um, I'm going to get into uh, this question. A few people wrote to me, and they want to know what your take was on this. Seems to have been resolved now, although it's still got people upset, Kev. Um, and I know you don't mind me asking you the toughies because you're always willing to um, give your opinion about them. Mm. A lot of Arsenal fans were upset with Ray Parler. Some Arsenal fans supported Ray Parler. Um, what's your take on the Ray exchange with Robbie on TalkSport, Kev? A lot of our listeners wanted to know your thoughts on that. I thought it was terrible, if you ask me. I thought it was, I thought it was a disgrace. And the fact is, Ray Parler bought into what they wanted to do. Mm. They got Robbie on to talk about the protests and what was going on at Arsenal Football Club. And then once he gets on, they switch it and talk about AFTV and making money from def uh, the platform, making money from defeats and wanting defeats. It's, and it's not true. It's bullshit. It is totally bullshit. Now, mm. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like AFT because of the past, etc. But let's let's be brutally honest. When Arsenal win games, you see a lot of happiness on AFTV. You do. You see a lot of happiness. We've had Robbie on here. Robbie's a really, really good guy. And you know what? He's changed football. He's a pioneer. He's given the fan a platform. If Robbie hadn't done it, who knows? This wouldn't have been there. So, mm -hmm. you know, this might not have been happening. And look, look throughout, we, we actually needed it throughout this lockdown, Solf. So, mm. what would a lot of people have done throughout the lockdown? I just think Ray Parler got caught up with Talk Sport, who, by the way, have been anti Arsenal for years. Let's be honest. 
They mm. have been anti-Arsenal for years. And Ray's got caught up in it and he should know better. You know, Kev, I was talking with one of the producers over there um, because I did the, the sports bar on Friday. And um, Robbie's a disruptor. Like Uber disrupted yes. taxis, like Netflix disrupted the entertainment industry, um, like, you know, uh, Travago, whatever that company's disrupted, the airline travel. industry, travel. travel yeah. um, he disrupted journalism. He disrupted media, right? Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is what Robbie did is now the model for every other fan TV channel. Mm -hmm. This is a fact. Yep. We know it. It's not an opinion, it is a fact. And on this show, we love opinions, but we'll also give you some factoids here and there when they are written in stone. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot, sometimes, have have AFTV been distasteful? 100%. People on AFTV, not Robbie, necessarily, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not here to defend or con um, condemn anybody, right? Ray Parler has been a phenomenal servant to Arsenal Football Club, and he did get caught up in the moment. Um, and blindsiding Robbie like that, I, I think, was wrong. very wrong. rude, very rude, and it was wrong. Um, and and so newspapers, I had a, a very prominent journalist from the Daily Mirror, no, it's not John Cross, talk to me about how put out he felt because he went to school for four years to become a journalist, okay? Mm -hmm. And the fact that there are these bloggers and these vloggers and these podders who think they're journalists disrupting their domain, Kev. That's where it all comes from. They just haven't liked that. And it's changed the game. It has given other people an opportunity to talk about football without having to go get a four-year college degree. Yeah. Their but, degree is being a fan for their entire lives. Yeah, but here's the thing. no, Nobody's stopping them from doing their job. Right. The journalists, nobody's stopping the journalists from working. Nobody's stopping the journalists from, from getting a job with, with, with different uh, media. Nobody's stopping that. The, the fact of the matter is, Soph, the fan and technology have met yes. head on. They've connected to a point where, do you know what? Why should I why should I listen to somebody? Because let's be honest, some of these media guys have had it in for Arsenal for a long time. Mm -hmm. So why should an ask why should an Arsenal fan listen to somebody, a, a journalist, when they could hear it directly from Arsenal fans? Exactly. People and who that's actually and you're talking about, and I look, I, I contribute to Talk Sport. I cover a lot of different things. I'm on Me Talk too. Sport with Paul Ross later on tonight. And I love Good. Paul Ross. He's an incredible journalist and super smart guy. But we call it as we see it as well. And even some people there have called it as they see it too. And um, at, at, the, at the end of the day, it's night. And uh, there's the truth is, is that that was not called from Ray Parler. And whether you love him or don't like, like him as a player, we're just saying what we feel is our truth. And that was that was really rude. I Sophie, mean, I love him. I love Ray. Ray's been a it's, when you when you a band of brothers at Arsenal and you've had success. Mm -hmm. He's family, but you still have to tell family when they're wrong. And Ray was wrong to do that. He was. He was because you know what, Sophie. Every time he kept coming back to it, he yeah. kept coming back to it and back and back. It's wrong. Yeah, you don't do you don't do that to people. You don't blindside people. You don't backdoor people, especially. Yeah. But that was the plan because, yeah. as you said, Robbie's a disruptor. And AFTV, I mean, look at the platform that they've built. If if I was Robbie, you know. If it was me, I'd still go back on because you know what? It shows them up for what they are. But if 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 I believe what I what I've uh, I've exchanged a few texts with Robbie, he's not going back on there. No, no they've, and, they've already they've, they've they've burnt that bridge. And also, you can ask any key informer who's part of um, one of the chapters at Arsenal America. We have one in the room, MK from Arsenal Los Angeles. Okay, Robbie. 
always pays his own way. He doesn't ask people for things. These are the things you don't know. And sometimes you'll be surprised by the things you don't know. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that, you know, he's never asked the Arsenal America guys for anything to pay his way or anything like that. And I'll let, I'll let MK make her comment. Um, and you know, she can, she can let you guys know. So I had to ask you that Kev, lots of people wanted to know your opinion no, on it. Thanks so no, much. No, that's important. Doesn't that's change important how we feel one. about Ray. He may, no, you know, I, no, of course not. Yeah. But when he's, when you're wrong, you, Hey, listen, when we're wrong, we've got to hold our hand up. We're wrong. Yeah. And yeah, and Adrian, Adrian has had his daily arsenal for how long did he have that? And of course they can do what they want. They're more that, you know, they're a, they're a media company and they're established, and, they're established they're established. and you know, that doesn't mean also though that Adrian's a bad journalist because he does other great stories and he does good things too, but he's definitely had it in for the arsenal um, for, for quite some time. And why? For all the reasons Ray accused Robbie for clicks. Everything's for clicks guys. We, we put, clips out of the show or people will put clips out why because they want people to listen to it yeah watch we're, it listen to it like yeah exactly it, dislike it yeah but you either hit the like or the dislike but don't just watch it and do nothing exactly but let me tell you something we've never asked for a cent from anybody on this show nobody gets paid to come on this show our listeners are never asked to make to give us money to ask a question. We have never had super chat. We've never done any of that stuff. We do this because we love it. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a sponsor that gives us great prizes that everyone can kind of get involved in and have fun with. But, you know, there are a lot of shows out there that do not make a lick from any of this. Not a lick. Um, and that's important to know too. Right, Kev. You're a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, legend that you are. We saw the Premier League Hall of Fame induct their first two players this weekend. It yes. was a little bit delayed because of the European Super League. I wondered what you thought of the first two inductees and who you think might or should be next, because there's a lot of talk about how was there not a Manchester United player inducted right off the bat? What do you think? Well, the top top goal scorer and Thierry Henry, who's the top goal scorer for Arsenal, and probably the best Premier League player ever, is arguable. So, listen, they had to start it somewhere. So, mm -hmm. I think, you know, is there going to be Hall of Fame teams? Because, Ooh. you know, you, you look at that, that invincible squad, <laughs> you know, to do that, that should get you in there. But I don't know. But we, we know there's going to be some, you know, the Burkamps and Wrighty and Zolas and all these, uh, you know, Manchester United. Look at Manchester United, Ryan Giggs and all these guys. Listen, there, there's there's quality players everywhere, but they have to start it somewhere. But Alan Shearer deserves it. Incredible striker. Scored plenty of goals, obviously. Top goal scorer in pre Premier League history. And... Thierry Henry, he gets in for the goals and the performances because he was um, unplayable yeah. and part of the Invincibles. So in your opinion, I love what you said about the teams because then there'd be the, the first two teams would have to be the Invincibles and the treble winning team, right? Of course. Well, and also if you're doing the Hall of Fame, you've, you, can't, you can't look away from that, can you? Yeah. Uh, Dwight thinks Rooney, Giggs, well, Giggs has got his own problems right now, you guys. Burkamp, Drogba, Drogba, Skulls, Aguero. Uh, in America, I, I kind of like it, Kev, because when I moved here, I love the Hall of Fame thing. I love that, you know, you put your life into sports. People, there's so many sacrifices that are made to be the mm. best and to be competitive, to be an athlete. And it's just really awesome that the Premier League have started doing this. And and so everyone's going to start. This is where everyone's going to start getting obsessed with stats. Will they get a gold jacket? <laughs> like, like the NFL. They should they get have a, gold a gold jacket. jacket. Yeah, they should get something where, you know, when it's at like end of the season, they name their Hall of Fame. Then all the Hall of Famers get together. That would be nice. I love it. And then someone comes and does a speech on your behalf in the NFL Hall of Fame and the NBA as well. Um, and then you get the odd kind of zinger like Michael Jordan basically still giving everyone <laughs> shit when he did his... Oh, yeah, com <laughs> the competitive nature just come on and he, he could beat me and I'll <laughs> take him on still. Brilliant, brilliant. 
Oh, my God. Absolutely brilliant. Um, we are doing good, Kevy Kev. Thanks so Kevy much for Kev, asking. Yeah. So that's it. That's the Monday Madness top five. I know there's a lot of you asking about Spotify and Balogun and ESR. We're going to do that tomorrow night. Tomorrow night show, I Spotify with my little eye. We're all playing owner of Arsenal Football Club. Come prepared. Do your homework. Who do you buy? Who do you sell? Who are you loaning? Who stays? Who goes? Who manages? Giving you $150 million, but you also have to make up and subsidize that by selling three players. So I'm not actually giving you the $150 million cash. You have to try and make up some of that money. So we're going to have some fun as well. Is it well. dollars or pounds? Because you know the exchange rate ain't that great at the moment. <laughs> Should we do? We may as well do pounds. I better tell the boys let's do, let's it's do pounds. Because the dollar exchange rate, I'm telling you, ain't great. <laughs> You're right about that. Maybe we should be doing it in coin, Kim. Oh, you're not, you're not wrong. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, I do have an announcement. Um, okay, pounds. We'll do pounds. Everyone's getting me. Look, my maths is my weakest subject, you guys. All right. Everyone wants pounds. Uh, we will buy back Gunnosaurus. We'll give everyone a job. Bitcoin, hilarious. Uh, I do have an announcement to make, and you guys get ready for this. Kev, I think they're going to think I'm full of shit. <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> okay, you guys, uh, um, we do have a new auction from our very good friends at Football Prizes. <laughs> okay, Newman, <laughs> oh, Tai, oh. Matty K, Johnny Boy, MK, everybody. Uh, I don't think Bernadette and Amesy are in tonight, but hold. Where's, where's the tin hat that Spurs fan we had on last week, the tin pot? We need that. This happened, Kev. <laughs> He's done it again. He's done it. <laughs> you can't write this stuff. Matt, he said, I already know the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Newman, don't tell me. <laughs> Newman, that's the, that's the caption of the day, that Christ. Don't tell uh, he's done it again. He's done it again. Now, he he's done it again. So, yeah, VA, we do need VA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get him on the show we have just, to. Be just before Kevin says on Friday. For I'll, just I'll tell you what, he's doing my lottery numbers, that geezer. I'll tell you. <laughs> Kev, not only that, we're going to ask him to, I'm asking to pick horses for me everything, this week. Do everything. Ev everything. Dogs, horses, the lot. Um, the thing is, guys, Jags is saying, and we can all ask him um, about how many tickets he buys. Now, he's told me he buys seven tickets for the Arsenal auctions, and then he'll float four for the others. Well, he won three on Friday. It's not just that one. I haven't even told you half of it, you guys. I'm just going to let him tell the story on Friday. But let me tell you something, this guy. <laughs> It's unbelievable. He's got to be buying more than seven tickets, Kev. <laughs> Listen, he's, he's buying the bloody lot. What are you talking about? Seven tickets. He's got to be buying the lot. I agree yeah. with Daniel. You don't, you don't win. <laughs> Listen, you don't win all this with seven tickets, Jags. Come on wow. now. No, well, no way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, if you're just lucky, would you do my lottery numbers at the weekend? Well, also, how can we get him? I'm telling you, it's the truth. Uh, how can we get him involved in um, Thursday? Like winning the Europa League. This Now we've got to track, we've got to shift gears here, Kev. We've got to somehow get Jags involved no, in the juju for the Europa yeah, but, League. Yeah, but you see, the moment you start messing with it, mm. Yeah, you gotta leave it. You gotta right. leave him if he's if he's got his thing. You leave him with it because the moment you try and oh well, let's just funnel it over here. Next minute, it starts going <laughs> pear shaped. And you I want Jags behind the team that's gonna buy Arsenal. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Look at his little face as well. It's awesome. We all know who's going to win this this week, Kev. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jags is going to win that. No danger, <laughs> Jesus. Give it to him now. We are football prizes. <laughs> Just give it him. Oh, my God. You guys, this week's auction is Kanu. I oh. mean, come on. 
Great, what? great guy as well, Carnu. Great guy. Good bloke, right, Kev? Great, great guy. Absolute great guy. Honestly, one of my favourite ever moments, I think, for a lot of Arsenal fans. And, is... and can we just say, you remember that hat-trick at Stamford Bridge? That's the one. Way? Yeah. Oh, geez. Is there anything more legendary than that hat-trick? <laughs> <laughs> can you believe it? I love it. it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love that hat trick. Oh, so good. So good. So, um, um, that's it. That's all we've got for today. I mean, listen, stop showing the photo. Everyone just (laughs) (laughs) people have had enough of him. (laughs) They want him out. A super flea should pick my next wife. I've been married for. He like Chris. He like birthday cake. He like Christmas cake, and he like wedding cake. Right? He like too much cake. Oh my god! He might be the second coming. Who knows? It's not Jags. It's Jag Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Kev. We will be back tomorrow night with a really top shelf show. Um, Joining us is Harry Simiu and uh, Tom from Guna Talk TV. Dan Potts from Same Old Arsenal. Be myself and Kev. And we may have a special video appearance from uh, another podcaster too. We will see. But it's going to be great. Uh, everyone's going to be putting their I'm, – I'm the owner of Arsenal Hats on, as I've said. It's going to be a fun show. It's been very serious the last week. So we're going to be serious but also going to have a little bit of fun with it as well. Kev, so good to have you back. I cannot begin to tell you. Well, it's good for me to be back home. Back home with Sophie, the squaddies. Squadettes, and where is Princess Guna? But hopefully we'll get a video from her tomorrow. But listen, everybody, it's really, really good to see you all. And you know the script, up the Arsenal.